your healthy radio addiction. Laura Ingram, weekdays 8 till 11 on 600 AM and 97.5 FM, KTBB and KTBB.com. Good morning and welcome once again to In Focus. I'm John Sims and with us again, Nancy Crawford and for the first time, Kenny Sigler from the Literacy Council of Tyler. Lots to talk about today as far as your efforts to eliminate illiteracy throughout the Tyler area. Good morning to both of you and great to have you with us. Thanks Thanks. for being here. Look forward to it. You bet. Don't forget, InFocus is available online. Just go to ktbb.com slash InFocus, and InFocus is uploaded to our website early in the morning, the day after the show airs. Before we get rolling, it's getting awfully close to the big event, the Spelling Bee, right. and big fundraiser, lots of fun at uh, Crosswall Conference Center at Green Acres Baptist Church coming up August 8th. That's going to be a big topic in the latter part of the show, but we wanted to put a bug in everybody's ear about that because it is getting it is that time of year, basically. But before we get into all that let's just go through some of the basics and uh, nancy you've visited with us so many times over the years different folks from the literacy council have joined us on the show but there's always information to rehash and update and um just kind of make sure that everybody's in the loop as far as what you're doing and why it's so important a little bit of a history and background of the literacy council first of all sure john but first let me thank you for having us today and all the other times where i'm in my 27th year And it's an honor to be with you and an honor to still be in this job. Who We Are is a program for adults, for every adult in the Tyler Smith County area, free classes. If they're too old to go to high school and their skills aren't strong enough to succeed in some vocational training or college or whatever, we're really in the business of getting adults adults unstuck. That's Mm -hmm. how I like to look at it Uh and uh so you want to know about what programs yes let's do that and before we get started with that there are programs that do target younger folks maybe on the high school or college level it is primarily an adult service but let's yeah let's do that let's talk about the different programs that you have yes this this is primarily an adult service if if someone comes to see us at the age of 14 15 or 16 we try to get them to go back to school Mm -hmm. uh but many, many of our adults over the age of 18 do not have a high school diploma or do not know how to speak, read, mm-hmm. and write English, or may have a high school diploma and their reading, writing, or math is still so poor that they can't go on with their life. So uh, those are the adults that we're focusing on, and we enroll over 2,000 a year, and quite frankly, many, many more could be. Uh, served. Well, yet another reason that it's important to keep getting the word out through exactly. shows like this one. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. And one by one, I guess let's go through them. I think you have three core programs right. and some other services that you offer as well. Right. Basic literacy is for any adult who just wants to improve their reading or their writing or their math. Uh, you have a high school diploma, you don't have a high school diploma, you're 25, you're 75, uh, all of that's immaterial. If you want to meet with a trained tutor to try to at no cost to try to improve those skills then we would like to enroll you ged or your high school equivalency is for every adult who didn't finish high school and in texas that's 20 percent of the high school graduates as best i can tell from looking at Mm -hmm. data and i know it has to be a lot or we wouldn't be enrolling over 2000 a year so in those instances will put you in a class and help you prepare to take your high school equivalency 
And then English as a second language, when we first started, we didn't even do. We started in 1990. We added English as a second language in 1995 because immigrants continued to come into our office seeking help. Mm-hmm. And we realized we, there was a need and that we didn't know how to help them. So we got trained on that, and we now have a very large English as a second language uh, program. Love this program. Love our immigrants who are really trying very hard to acclimate into our community and are doing amazingly well. Uh, so those are the three core programs. Okay, so basically, um, kind of run through those again, if you would, just yes. the names of them. Yes, basic literacy, GED, and English as a second language for okay. adults. And um, moving into some of the other areas, you have uh, something known as dual enrollment. This is where we get into some of the people who are still actually students and um, where we get out of that core adult population, but people who are maybe already be considered adults or, or who are on the cusp of, uh, cusp of becoming adults. Exactly. And again, we'll take any age in this group also. Uh, we forged a partnership with Texas Workforce Commission back in 19... 19- 19 listen to me 2014 uh-huh. yeah uh, and the exciting thing about it is that texas workforce commission has set up a program they call career pathways slash dual enrollment mm-hmm. so we have many many students who are uh, working on their ged and also at the same time working to get uh, their phlebotomy certification their certified nurse aid certification their auto technician certification their welding certification this year we'll do a hunt over a hundred of those students and they'll leave our program with a ged and a certification work ready so it's a very exciting program texas workforce commission pays some or most of the tuition depending on what which program you pick Mm -hmm. you do have to work on uh uh your ged while or your english while you're taking workforce training that is a requirement of the program but we we're in love with this program and uh very excited about how it's helping our community thank you um before we go any further just a reminder nancy crawford executive director i don't know if i gave the titles out earlier on okay. executive director of the literacy council of tyler for many many years now and kenny sigler i'm going to talk about the spelling bee later on in the show kenny is the development director kind of new on board at the literacy council the, our guest this morning on in focus i'm john sims and uh, moving along here uh, there's uh, a topic going to your website and let's go ahead and give out some contact information while we're at it we want to make sure people know how to read you it is 903-533-0330 your hours are 9 a.m to 8 p.m monday through thursday you're closed on friday physical address 1530 loop 323 south southwest room 120 that is the tjc west campus if i'm not mistaken and uh the liter uh, the website is lcotyler.org lcotyler.org and when you get to the website and see that facebook icon don't forget to click that on lots of important information specifically about the spelling bee but about other things too Mm -hmm. on that facebook page family literacy this is interesting to me you've uh become a partner in the family learning center of tyler what is the family learning center exactly probably the best kept secret in tyler it's a a triple partnership with TISD, TJC, and Literacy Council of Tyler. And at that location, it's one of the buildings that did not get demolished when we started, uh, when the bond allowed us to 
erect new buildings mm-hmm. and uh, so we have it's a it's a licensed daycare center it meets all the state it actually exceeds all the state's requirements so there's about 44 children over there every day mm-hmm. from uh, teachers children to anyone it's highly diverse from uh, high socioeconomic to low socioeconomic in mm-hmm. those 44 children 16 of them are children of the parents of 16 parents of the Literacy Council of Tyler. And those 16 parents are at the same location learning how to speak, read, and write English, and also primarily uh, learning how to read to their children. That's what we are really pushing at that program. Uh, That program costs us more because children are involved, but I love the bang we get out of that book Mm -hmm. because you talk about breaking an intergenerational cycle it really happens at family learning center where we're actually providing services basically to the entire family mm-hmm. and where is that located now? it's it's at the douglas elementary uh campus on haney uh-huh 1503 haney i yeah, believe i believe that's right yes yeah, northeast part of Thailand. that's correct okay a little bit about how people get started if uh, we've given out the phone number we've given out the website if somebody wants to right. get involved with the literacy council in any way shape or form what's the first step and how does it go from there either call or walk in and i i purposely we purposely have our structure where you don't have to ask for a particular person because we don't want you waiting when you need help so whoever answers the phone or whoever you see when you walk in say how do i enroll in class and we'll take it from there um there won't be much conversation in that first meeting because we do enrollment every week it takes two days to do an enrollment two two three hour days a total of six hours Mm -hmm. so monday and tuesday morning or monday and tuesday evening do it every week it's comprehensive it helps the students see where they are it gives the student options of our program whether they want to come to class in the morning or the evening whether they want a class or an individual uh, tutor and uh, by the time they finish that six hours they have pretty good inkling of who we are and what we can offer and how they can fit into that. Okay, Nancy Crawford, Kenny Sigler from the Literacy Council of Tyler, our guest this morning on In Focus. I'm John Sims, and we've been sitting here talking about literacy and the need to wipe out illiteracy or come as close there too as we possibly can. You hear so much about poverty and crime and um, alcoholism and drug abuse, different issues that uh, may be more red flags in most people's minds. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about how important it is to have a strong, literate community. And this is where we get into some of the statistics. And we'll start off with one that you gave me. Studies show that 61% of Smith County adults read at an eighth grade level or lower Mm -hmm. and why is it so important for you to be addressing that day in day out because our economy depends on it because our quality of life depends on it people are amazed at that statistic but they're not amazed if they'll come over and visit with us a little bit tyler's a great community has a lot going on that's very positive but we cannot afford to be reactive to Uh, this need we have to be proactive and uh, quite frankly after I'd been a a few years into this business probably no more than five years I made the comment to somebody that I wouldn't even live in a town where they didn't have an adult literacy program Mm -hmm. because you're just shooting yourself in the foot to do that Uh, you you really can't move as and that's not to say that Tyler's not got again great attributes 
but to, to reach our optimum maximum potential, we must have more adults educated. Okay. And getting back to what we were talking about a minute ago, the Family Learning Center, and uh, to put that in a clearer focus, this affects families. Studies also show the single best indicator of a child's success in school is the reading level of that child's primary caregiver. That's correct. And it's been so, it's the neatest thing about what we do is that for 27 years, there's a new report almost every year. There's hardly been any year missed. Uh, and that helps me a lot. I certainly don't have time to do that research. But they end up saying the same thing over and over and over again, that the single best indicator of a child's success in school is the reading level of the primary caregiver, which is usually the mother. Mm-hmm. They've looked at zip codes. They've looked at income. They've looked at educational TV. You name it. They've looked at it, and it always comes back to that. So that's what keeps my passion kindled. I know how important it is. I also know how people forget it. It's an easy thing to forget. Our students are easy to forget. They're yeah. basically invisible. They're not causing any problems. They're just going about their life, working two or three jobs, caring for a family, up at 6, not in bed till 11 or midnight, and eking out a living. Well, they can keep eking out a living, but we don't prosper and we don't benefit if that's if that's where we choose to keep them. Mm-hmm. A personal story. I think I maybe I've shared it on the okay. air before. I grew up in the Philadelphia area okay. in an affluent suburb. I was fortunate and blessed to have grown up in that environment. Two college-educated parents actually met at college. A living room with one wall just packed solid with books. I never knew what the wall looked like. There were books all over it, more books in the hall. Mom and dad reading to us all the time. Um, And then I kind of look around a little bit and I see that not everybody has those privileges. So from a personal standpoint and from what I've observed since then, I can definitely relate to what you're saying. Let's go into some more statistics. Studies also show that only 35% of Smith County working age adults have a degree or certification of any kind. Getting right back to mom and dad having gone to college, not definitely not always the case. Exactly. In fact, I, that statistic comes from some work that was done by the Business Ed- Education Council under the chamber and Tom Mullins and um, they were alarmed when they got that information. I was the one in the room who said, I'm not surprised. If you have 61% of adults with this poor reading skills, it's not surprising that only 35% have some sort of certification uh, or college degree. So that group of which I belong is working very hard to get that up to 60% by 2025 and we're making progress and I hope that in 2025 I can tell you we did that because we're working very hard at that. Mm -hmm. We hear a lot and let's be honest about this. Uh, Tom Mullins will tell us, Ray Perryman, the noted economist, will come in once a year and tell us that our economy is doing really, really well. But uh, Tom was part of this study and you can't I, I guess what I'm really hearing here is you can't just sit back on your haunches. You have to maintain what you have, and you have right. to grow it if Tyler is going to continue to prosper, if I'm putting that correctly. 100% correct, and I've yet to hear Ray Perryman speak when he didn't talk about the need to to improve education. Mm-hmm. I've not In this area, I've never heard him leave that out. Okay, very important information. Uh, Nancy Crawford, Kenny Sigler with the Literacy Council of Tyler, our guest this morning on In Focus. I'm John Sims. Uh, let's talk a little bit about donations and volunteering, and we're leading into Kenny's topic, the spelling bee. But uh, as a way of doing that, people can donate financially just any time they like. Sure. Uh, money, time, 
supplies. We take it all. Uh, we are definitely a 501c3 nonprofit, um, and we're very uh, thankful for Tyler supporting us the way uh, they have. Tyler's a very philanthropic community, mm-hmm. and we wouldn't be, I don't think we would be where we are today without them. But again, that can't stop either, and, and the net needs to expand. Tyler's grown a lot since I started oh, yeah. the Literacy Council, mm-hmm. and I, I know there's still hundreds and thousands of people who don't know about us, and thank you for the opportunity for us to share that again. Well, we just put a little dent in that today, or yeah, are in the dip. process of doing so, and yeah. in the next 14, 13 or 14 minutes, we're going to do even more. Uh, book drives, book donations, right. good time to bring in something you've been doing for a number of years, and it's kind of a heart warmer, Bill's Bookshelf. Let's talk a little bit about that. Bill was a, a volunteer for us for probably 15 years. Uh, he was diagnosed with cancer in his last couple of years with us. He continued to come and tutor, which was very inspiring to me and to the staff and mostly to the students, a great man. Uh, And so a lot of gifts came in when we lost Bill to cancer and we Mm. wanted to honor him and we created Bill's Bookshelf. So we have Bill's Bookshelf at, I won't remember all of them, but I will try to do the best I can. South Paul's Children's Foundation, WIC, Office, Tyler Family Circle of Care, Bethesda. Actually, I might—I think I did get them all. I'm really proud of myself. Oh, well, we're proud of you too, Nancy. <laughs> that bookshelf, we, we received donations of uh, children's books. We never stopped taking those. So if anybody out there hears this, we, we would like children's books. The thing that a lot of people, you know, you're talking about Tom and how prosperous Tyler is and so forth. And I don't disagree with any of that, but I've been in the homes of people who aren't experiencing that. And I've been in a lot of those homes. Mm-hmm. And I can guarantee you they don't have any books because I've looked. So when somebody goes into a Bethesda clinic and has a child with them, that child can look at the books and take a book from Bill's bookshelf, spend some time with it, and then he gets to take one home. He can do that every time he goes into Bethesda or Wick or St. Paul's. And we just keep replenishing the books as long as people will keep donating them mm-hmm. to us. And that's our way of getting books into the homes of families that honestly do not have them. Mm-hmm. And, of course, this being the electronic age, uh, we don't want to... Uh, miss out on the opportunity to talk about ebooks anything right. that they can read electron that, that's all part of the same picture right. don't right. want to uh lead people to think that we're still living in the no, 20, no, no. 20th century but, but as long as they have access to reading material but the where we're delivering books they don't have e-readers or computers that is equally important <laughs> yeah, so. just want to make sure we're covering yeah. the waterfront they do there. have cell phones i'll oh. say everybody has a cell phone <laughs> okay <laughs> Um, now, now we've been talking about donations. What are some of the ways people can volunteer with a literacy council? Listen, we have great training at uh, literacy council, and so you could help with somebody in basic literacy. You could help teach English as a second language. You do not need to know how to speak a foreign language, um, and that really does work. And you'll see how that works. If we had to have a volunteer for every language that rep- is represented, represented, we would have to have over twenty different languages represented oh my goodness even though spanish is the most prominent one we yeah. we have about 20 that are represented so we have to have a program and we do that allows for english immersion and you can teach it and i know you don't think you can if you're listening to me but you can mm-hmm. um, or you can help teach ged you can assist a teacher in a classroom or you can have a student or you can have a small group of students we really work with you to 
figure out what would work best for the volunteer. Okay, and again, uh, hours, 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. You're located on the TJC West Campus, 903-533-0330, the phone number, and lcotyler.org is the website. Don't forget to make sure you check that Facebook icon as well. And with all of that in mind, one of the ways that you can really get involved and raise some big money and have a lot of fun with Literacy Council every year, we turn now to Kenny. Kenny, you've been so patient today, and it's your turn on stage. Let's talk about the spelling bee you have every year. Literacy Council spelling bee coming up August 8th at Crosswalk Conference Center, Green Acres Baptist Church. That's correct. And, and you know, I'm sitting here patiently listening, but like you said, being kind of new here, there's no better teacher and someone to listen to than Nancy Crawford talk about the need of, of uh, our services here in Tyler. So um, it's just, just another learning experience. But um, like Nancy said, Tyler's a very philanthropic community. And with that comes a lot of uh, nonprofit events, galas, and a lot of opportunities to, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to participate and do this. But uh, this is our 26th spelling bee, and and there is no other fundraising event quite like it. And it it really is unique and it's fun, and just the whole idea of uh, in this case this year we have 12 businesses that will be competing against one another in our spelling contest Mm -hmm. and so it's a very friendly uh, competitive um, uh, event that you won't find anywhere else so it's it's really unique and um, so uh, and this year the theme is comic book superheroes so in addition to the friendly competition we have a theme and this year it's uh, comic book superheroes and so you will definitely get to see all of your favorite superheroes there not the real ones, it's, you know, that's a but spoiler close there. enough for government but close, work. Close enough. Batman, <laughs> Superman, the Green Lantern, Wonder Woman. Almost. You name it. Okay. You name it. They'll <laughs> be there. Yeah. yeah, 12 teams signed up so far, I think is what you told me a little earlier before we yeah. went to air. Still time to sign up a team? There's still time to sign up a team, and it's, it's getting real close. Uh, you're, if you sign up a team now, you're not going to have a whole lot of time to study. We do have information and spelling packets that will help a team get ready, so if you want to put in a team we will gladly gladly take you but uh time is running out for you to have that prep time okay 903-533-0330 you can call that number for more information and uh uh, check that Facebook page on the website for more information about the spelling bee as well. And also, Kenny, you'll take calls at your personal number, 903-954-0105. Kenny Sigler, 903-954-0105. That'll save you a step if you want to call and get registered or buy a ticket for the spelling bee. And, of course, it's not just about the teams. You have folks who uh, you have sponsorships available kenny can tell you more about that or you can go to the facebook page and find out more or uh, to the website there's also some information on the main web uh, website as i noticed but uh, so many people come just to watch and have lunch and have fun and to be cheering sections for the uh, different teams that are going to mm-hmm. be competing so if you want to take it it's what 35 dollars and tickets are $30, $30. Oh, $30. Okay. $30. Excuse me. For an individual ticket. And, and, and like you said, we do have sponsorships available. And uh, we, we have, we've always had a big crowd there, mm-hmm. four or 500 people that come. Mm. And uh, it's, it's a, we, we all have a great time. And it's a great, um, you know, cause to support. But you, you get to see one of the great things about this event is that you get to actually see – uh, some students 
that are served by the literacy council mm. so it's not just that you get to hear all the statistics and it's important that everyone knows you know, why we have this mission uh-huh. but you actually get to put a face to it as well and that's that's something that that we really think is important for you to see the actual lives impacted by by the services but again it kind of draws back to the only reason we can provide these services is if people continue to uh, support us financially through a sponsorship or uh, a general donation. Mm-hmm. So again, August 8th at 11 a.m. It goes until about 1 in the afternoon. Lunch mm-hmm. is served. Mm-hmm. It's a $30 ticket. Crosswalk Conference Center at Green Acres Baptist Church. Best number to call for information or to get a ticket or to sign up a team, even at this late stage, mm-hmm. is Kenny Sigler's personal number, 903-954-0105. It's a fundraiser. It's fun. And it's an awareness event. You, you, what, you, what you were just telling me about just getting a chance to visit with some of the people who have benefited from the services of mm-hmm. the Literacy Council, maybe the most important aspect of all. Mm-hmm. Okay. Absolutely. All right. Once again, August 8th, 11 a.m., Crosswall Conference Center at Green Acres Baptist Church, the Literacy Council of Tyler, annual spelling bee got a few minutes left in the show and in order to drive home some of the points we were trying to make earlier uh, with maybe even more emphasis nancy you've provided me uh, and i actually i think some of this came off the website some directly from you but literacy stats 44 million american adults cannot fill out an application read a food label or read a simple story to a child that's correct so many people do not realize that right when you um, interact with people uh, through organizations agencies networks like the east texas human needs network for example you learn about some of the different things that are going on you hear a lot about soft skills training which really i think uh, that what you do falls into the category Mm -hmm. of soft skills training but just uh, 44 million american adults can't fill out an application read a food label read a simple story to a child 51 one percent of adults in Texas read below the eighth grade level. Twenty-three percent of adults in Texas read below the fifth grade level. This is what people, what eighteen and over, is that yes. pretty much how it's yes. broken that's down? Yes, that's all. It's all people who are past high school age. That is correct. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm just looking at some of the other information that we you have uh, provided to us. This is from the September 2008 report by the Texas Higher Education Coordinating Board. Some things have changed since then, but maybe not too many. Four million adult Texans in need of adult literacy services. Only 144,000 of these Texans are being served annually. So as we talk about this show, right. as we talk on this show and talk about some of the things that you've been doing over the years, again, just to reemphasize so many people out there who need your services and maybe until today didn't even know they existed. Exactly, and we still find that all the time. People who said, even though we're out doing as much advertising as we can, as our resources will allow, we find it all the time. People who didn't know we existed, and they're very happy uh, that they found us. We do soft skills. We actually have an or a organized soft skills training that we do mm-hmm. because our our a lot of our focus is on trying to get people to trained and into the workforce so we include that uh in our training Mm -hmm. and you're getting the job done we knew Mm -hmm. that but you have some hard statistics that will bring it right home the texas workforce commission shows literacy council of tyler is the lead organization among six others in the 14 county basically the etcog east texas council of governments region of east texas to oversee all the literacy programs within that area 
that are getting funding from the Texas Workforce Commission. That is a big load to carry, but it says a lot about your agency and what it has to offer. Also, you've been recognized by the National Reporting System as a model program that develops a culture of data. Reading right off the sheet here, develops a culture of data, motivates staff, and creates a learning community in their local program. So you really do need to keep up the good work, no question about it. And what lies ahead, maybe in the next year or so, is it really just kind of gonna, kind of be maintaining what you're already doing, or are you looking at increasing or expanding your services, which, by the way, uh, also exist outside Tyler. Uh, towns like Lindale, White House, Mineola, and mm-hmm. Jacksonville have That's Literacy correct. Council of Tyler services. So That's if you're correct. living in one of the outlying communities, that's important to remember. But what, uh, what are you looking at maybe in the next year or so? Great question, John. We just started strategic planning because we do feel like we're at a crossroads. So I don't have an answer for you except to tell you that we are looking for an answer mm-hmm. and trying to envision what comes in the next five to ten years. Uh, my guess is it's just uh, serving more people because we know we're just scratching the surface on a lot of this. But we don't want to lose our quality in the process. That's very important to us. We have been recognized for our quality. We don't want to lose that in a, in a rush to get quantity. Uh, so that's, that's always a tension between those two, and we're working hard in that regard. Mm-hmm. Tyler is going to continue to grow. East Texas will continue Absolutely. to grow. You'll be getting uh, uh, wealthy, middle class, and poor people in, as part of that mix, and that's where the strategic planning comes in. We're just about out of time, but it's been a great show, very informative. Nancy Crawford and Kenny Sigler are guests from the Literacy Council of Tyler. Let's go over one more time the big event coming up someplace where you can really make a difference and help the Literacy Council of Tyler reach its $60,000 goal is the Spelling Bee coming up August 8th at Crosswall Conference Center. Call Kenny if you have any questions about that, 903-954-0105. We're out of time. Nancy Crawford, Kenny Sigler from the Literacy Council of Tyler, thanks so much for visiting with us. Thank you, John. You bet. Again, Nancy and Kenny from the Literacy Council of Tyler, our guest this morning. I'm John Sims. Thanks for joining us, and see you again next week on In Focus. Your only local news radio. This is KTBB Tyler, KTBB FM Troop Tyler Longview, and KTBB.com. Hey, Tyler Longview, it's your friend Sean Hannity here. Join me weekday afternoons 2 to 5 right after Rush on your only local news radio, 97.5 KTBB FM.